Hello. Hi. Hey, Leo. How you doing? I'm great. Nice to have you on. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, we can go ahead and hop into it and get things started. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is our guest for today. Um, Mache Allen, um, a entrepreneur extraordinaire <laughs> that does quite a few things and um, is a really, really dope entrepreneur. Um, so we are going to kind of jump in here, talk a little bit about what Mache does, um, some of the experiences while being an entrepreneur and then, you know, just to kind of talk about you personally and get to know you, let the people get to know you as well. So, um, yeah, we can go ahead and get started. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. So yeah, my name is Mache Allen. I am the only plus size certified photographer on the planet. And that, that's kind of where I started. That's like probably the beginning of, you know, who I am as an entrepreneur and an artist. Um, I put a lot of energy and time and practice and research and thought into working with plus size women like my niche as a photographer is um plus size boudoir you know because i think everybody has the right to feel sexy you know and yeah the (laughs) indeed and my other direction is um i am the owner of umbrellastock.com which is the largest black owned and black focused stock imagery um website in the world you know because Again, if you like if you're a business owner and you've ever tried to find images of black people, just lifestyle stuff, it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, and I want to resolve that issue, you know, because we live life and we do things and you should be able to find a black person typing or surfing or whatever. You should be able to find that and use that for your blog or your website, you know, or um any brochures you have you should have that content just like everyone else i definitely agree with that um there's so many times uh that i've had to get online and literally search and search and search and search and scour and uh go through changing up my search uh information on several occasions because I cannot find a black person doing what it was that I was looking for. So I think that's uh, a really, really dope thing to have available to us. And I really think a lot of people don't even consider that as a, um, a thing that we need. Right. Um, Cause you go for the major sites. You, you go to someplace like Shutterstock, you know what I mean? Or Getty. Cause Hey, they, they got all the money. They're waving the flag. So you figure, oh, okay, you sell stock imagery. I'll right. go there. You go there. They don't have what you want, you know? So the move, um, socially, you know, what a lot of people do is they put pressure on these companies. Like for instance, Victoria's secret, right? They were like, Oh, you know, I'm a plus size woman and Victoria's secret doesn't have, you know, lingerie that fits for me. So they, they push and they fight with Victoria's secret to do it. Why? Just go to Kelly's closet.net. That's what she does. You know what I mean? So <laughs> instead of trying to force these companies that don't care about you to give you what you want, go to the companies, companies that are specifically saying, I want to give you what you want. And that's all I'm here for. That's where you need to be. 
and that's with anything you know mm-hmm. and um i think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of us don't realize that there are sites out there for us there are things or people that focus on bringing exactly what we as black people need or the uh, things that we desire to see and yet um we still try to force other people or other companies when we know they're not going to shift they're not going to shift at any in any shape form or fashion uh in order to fit us but uh we as black people don't often stop to um realize that we're still spending our money with these companies we're still doing everything uh as normal but yet we can't get exactly what we need from them in return and i think uh that's kind of funky (laughs) i think that's kind of right all the way around and they don't have to shift and sometimes when they do shift you still don't get what you want like like i always think um for instance i know everybody doesn't won't agree with me on this right but like i'm a church boy like straight up like i'm the guy so i don't know if like you know i'm sure there are other people who their parents grew up with you know making them go to church right so when you get old enough you can drive so there's this thing that church kids do where they listen to like whatever the secular music is and like a block before they get home (laughs) they change it to the gospel station right I'm the weirdo that actually listened to the gospel music and brought it into the home. So I got a strong opinion about gospel music. And what will happen is you'll have people who don't really um, traffic in or absorb gospel music will create gospel music. Uh-huh. And and it's not right. You know what I mean? Not right as in morally, but it's like they don't understand what it actually is. So someone who loves gospel music is like nah it's, it's the same thing with any art form right mm-hmm. you know if somebody you know hip-hop somebody who's not immersed in hip-hop culture that creates hip-hop it's gonna be inauthentic yep. it's just not it's like i see what you're trying to say but nah you know so <laughs> the same thing with you trying to make people create things for you when they have no desire to and they have no context even if they say fine here you're not going to be happy with it yep um i think that's the same as when you're an entrepreneur overall and people people see your brand and then they start telling you what you should add to your Mm -hmm. brand Mm -hmm. and um i've had that happen so many times since i've been an entrepreneur and i'm like no yeah. <laughs> right. Um, simply because I have to, you know, and then initially I would take on everything. Every every idea somebody else gave me, I would try to take it in and try to fix it or try to see where it could fit into my brand and my business. But then after a while I realized this is exhausting. This is yep. uh too much to try to um continuously take what everybody wants for me to do for this brand and to adapt to what they want. No, how about you all adapt to what I'm giving? And so, or, or don't adapt. Don't adapt. Or Stay don't. over there because there are people that are nuts about me. You know what I mean? And those that is my market. Like I think the a lot of people feel that you need to be Walmart, right? So, you know, you can go to Walmart and you can get a thing of glue 
a tire, a radio, and some Twizzlers. <laughs> at, at any time of day, that's what, what Walmart's for. And people try to be Walmart, but as a small business, it's so much better to be laser focused. And it's like, I do this one thing. So what you end up with is instead of catching 1% of this large population, you catch 90% of this small population. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that's much better. Yeah. I think people just people just get used to being able to throw ideas out there. And, and, and when you tell them, no, that's not for me, they're offended. And it's like, how are you offended? <laughs> it's not, this doesn't fit me. Right. Like, this doesn't fit my brand. And, and better yet, this doesn't fit my message. Yeah. And my message doesn't say that that's what I do. I get it that you would like to see me present something like that. But at the same time, no. <laughs> right. Right. And and like I've learned, you know, as I've gotten older, like not just I'm sorry or no with an explanation, just no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just no. Yeah. Just no. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that when we are building and growing and learning about uh, a business and our message and our brand that we're working really hard sometimes to be accepted. And so once we see people are are flocking to us, we kind of initially don't have the confidence to fully just give them just a note. And so we do give them that explanation. We do give them that, you know, well, this is why, and this, 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 and this. But then afterwards, you have to just be okay with saying no. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) So with you and all that you do, um, tell us about, you know, what it's like to to do boudoir photos for uh, plus size women. I like, so, so I always say that I would rather have this and this is with anything right because you know I act as well and like one thing that people say is they use a term called overacting and it's much better to be able to have too much and to pull back than to not have enough mm-hmm. so the great thing about working with plus size women is you may say well there's too much curve going on well, well I can I can adjust for that but if you don't have any that <laughs> makes my job that much harder you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I I just, I thoroughly enjoy it. That's where I want to be for a couple reasons. One, I like it. I like the plus size form. It's great for me to work with. And then additionally, because it's ignored. Uh, well, so, so what I'll say is I have, um, I used to live in Orlando and they would have these huge scale photo um, photo shoots where they would bring in a bunch of photographers and then invite just pretty much a lot of local models and once I kind of leaned into plus size imagery I would ask my plus size friends yo you going to the shoot and they'd be like nah I ain't going because every time I go nobody wants to shoot me I'm like what okay and and that kind of taught me that okay there's a whole segment of society that wants to be involved wants to spend their money and then there's people who are like no i don't want your money and i don't want to i don't want you to play on the playground Mm -hmm. so i'm like hey i'm gonna build a playground for you and i'm happy to take your money you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's crazy that 
I mean, that's what, what's weird is the majority, especially in America, the majority of us would be um, billed as plus size. But for some reason, we push that around the corner and we don't want it to be seen, even though it's everywhere. It's yeah. it's the oddest thing. Yeah. And then not that not just that it's everywhere, a good portion of women, since they have kind of changed the, the size chart, any woman a size ten and up is considered plus size. And yet no, that's crazy. Right. And but yet nobody wants to claim to be plus size no one wants to claim to be full figured no one wants to be you know but then when we started getting acclaim and accolades and stuff from other people in other areas then it's like oh let me praise the BBW oh I'm a BBW too and I used to hate that as a plus size woman going and, and seeing women who were adamant about denying being a plus size woman or being a BBW or being a full figure woman or how, whatever term they were adamant about denying it but then when it seemed to be a wave of um, attention going towards plus size women and BBWs then it's like I'm a BBW too and it's like ma'am I've known you for 10 years and you've never claimed to be a BBW plus size never claimed or- that curvy or any of that but then all of a sudden when the when the wave shifts now now you want now you want to be you want to use that label as well and I always find that funny uh, when it comes to uh, just how people interact and especially on social media that's and that's what it is it's it's that trying to catch some shine because like I'll look up um, sometimes I follow hash, hashtags mm-hmm. you know and I'll get you know I'll like I'll like let's say I'll follow um plus sexy, you know, it was one that I'll follow and I'll get, you know, you know, new image posted. I'm like, she's not plus size, you know, but people are trying to get um attention basically. They're just trying to get eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So they'll pick things that are close and try to get into these spaces where they they don't they're not qualified to be there, <laughs> if you will, you know, but that's that's like, you know, that's that's the game. So, yeah. And and I think overall it has just become a game. You know, it's no longer about who's really plus size or who's really um, a BBW or anything like that. Like you said, it's about getting eyes on you. It's about getting the attention on you. And then... Well, you see the major companies, they'll, they'll market that hey we have plus size and then they'll have a, a size 8 model or a size 10 model is what they showcase to people then, when they yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then when it comes to those things uh, when it comes to companies that say they have plus size or they carry plus size clothing or they have size it's always funny to me because their their definition of plus size is way off from what plus size actually is or what uh, plus size women actually wear so you go to a store that says they have plus size and you get a shirt and the body of the shirt is for plus size but the arms of the shirt (laughs) are are nowhere near plus size women Um, yeah 
you know and I always found that funny because I bought a 2x shirt or 3x shirt and the sleeves are like an extra large or or a large or something on the shirt and it's always hilarious to me like uh so wow you all didn't take take into account that a plus size body comes with plus size arms and see this circle back (laughs) to what we were talking about before these are people who they didn't want to do it they got forced to do it so they threw something out there that wasn't really it you know Mm -hmm. and I just found it like hilarious I was just wow and and I see it so often and I've had people tell me well you should do you should do plus size clothes because you always dress nice so you always seem to find you know nice clothes for plus size women and I'm like do you know how hard it is to find clothes for plus size women that fit Mm. accordingly Um, right I'm a plus size woman I'm hippie and I have a small waist my jeans never fit so I stopped buying jeans um Um, you know so there are certain things or certain aspects of being a plus size woman that a lot of people don't really understand and so I appreciate the fact that you said that you would rather use a plus size model because what's there is there and then you can just take away instead of Mm -hmm. trying to add to and create yeah and create something that's not there so I appreciate that because um that's another thing when it comes to um having um a photographer that takes pictures of plus size women a lot of photographers don't know a good angles for a size women or don't right that's not their focus or that's not their uh normal clientele so when they do get a plus size woman you can kind of tell that that's not something that they're used to and then you know like because many plus size women are accustomed to being disrespected you know they it's hard to it's hard to get into a photo shoot when you know that the photographer is not digging you yep you know and and i think that's what what's so great you know with me it's like they know you know off top oh he wants to work with me so coming in the door there is no I to see one of these dudes that's gonna you know be acting funny Mm-mm. coming in the door you know because right. that's who I am and that's what I do you know yeah and, and that's always like appreciated you know at the end of the day it's always appreciated because um you know that there's a level of appreciation you know there's a level of respect and a level of uh love so to speak that um that comes from a photographer who knows what they're doing how they're doing it and how to capture your best not right capture, you know the half-assed uh picture and you know try to snap you real fast and then go ahead and get you out of there you know Mm-mm. i think that is one of the worst things and I have never experienced I have never experienced it because most of my photographers that um, I work with they are plus size photographers you know they they do have an appreciation for the plus size body they do have an appreciation for uh, us overall so I think it's great to not have that experience that some plus size women have had when it comes to um, 
taking uh doing photo shoots or having their pictures taken and yeah and that's even like my uh direction in terms of umbrella stock you know same deal where Mm -hmm. while it it focuses on um black imagery you know plus side is also a part of that for me too pretty much I, i like to say minority that word gets watered down but for me minority means basically a lot of those segments of society that are ignored you know, I try to make that a part of that. So even then, that's something that may be difficult to find. If you're a plus size woman and your brand is two plus size women, you want plus size imagery mm-hmm. throughout, you know. And then, of course, the double, you're going to want black and plus size. Yep. So you got to be able to put that together. And it has to be lifestyle. I say, so this is my theory. I have no proof. I have done no scientific research. <laughs> but this is my opinion. Um, most photographers tend to be men right most men tend to um photograph photograph women you know lingerie swimwear that type of stuff and they don't focus on lifestyle imagery so if that holds true across races then you have black men who are the majority of the photographic community and they're still not creating lifestyle imagery Mm. excuse me so when you go to look for lifestyle imagery it's not there there's a lot of pictures of people of models and kind of people looking cute but nothing of somebody just at their desk working yeah you know what i mean or somebody kicking back drinking coffee you know unless it's very model focused and i think um i'm one another thing i'm trying to gather with umbrella stock is i'm trying to pull in other contributors other photographers and artists because that's the other thing when you're creating like these websites and these brochures you don't always actually want to photograph Sometimes you want clip art and I don't know that there's enough black clip art, (laughs) just kind of illustrative works of black people by black people. You know what I mean? And I think that would be a great addition, you know, to the collection. So, and we can, I'll make sure people have the information so that they can become contributors. Okay, great, great. I was just going to ask that. And, and something that you just said is that, um, that the black art is by black people because we have a lot of people that love creating photos of black people or creating portraits or illustrations or paintings and things like that of black people but aren't black people and I think that's important Um, not to say that other people shouldn't be able to uh, take pictures or photograph or illustrations or paintings of black people because I do know some people that create beautiful art of black people because they yeah. have an appreciation for black people but at the same time a lot of us would like to support black artistry and black artists but uh, if we go to Amazon and we see a, a shower curtain that has a black woman on it and it's a really dope uh, shower curtain because it's a black woman then sometimes we automatically think that it's by a black person and that's nearly uh, not true like nearly 75 to 80% of the time it's mm. not actually you know stuff that's created by black people so I found like basically what you just said I found that interesting because even though we do have some artistry or some things out there that uh, reflect our lives. It's not necessarily by us. It's not necessarily by us, but it's also not 
a fully true depiction of us either. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult. It, it is definitely possible for someone to not be from a context, come into that context, sit, learn, understand, and then produce um, something that's authentic within that context. But of course, that's work. That's something that happens. Me, I'm black. Day one, been that. So when I create, that's the mindset that I'm coming from. You know, so it's just, it's, I think it's much easier and much more natural and much more real, you know, and if as a black person, if you're looking for that, you can find it. Like, for instance, my, my wife and I, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to be hustle, man. Like <laughs> you do everything. That's not the case. But, um, my wife and I, uh, narrate, um, audio books oh, awesome. and, and I know we hadn't talked about this, right. And I, what's funny is I don't think I was doing it at the time when we really talked, but, um, my, so the through line with all of my work is to represent black people accurately. So like with the audiobooks, it's like you have a lot of black authors that they would love to have an audiobook, but people can't read the stuff right because they're not black. Mm-hmm. And and they've not grown up there, so they don't speak the right way. You know, you'll have words or a turn of phrase, and it's like they're not familiar with that. So they're not gonna say that. Yeah. You know. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, can, can you imagine, like, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Kid says, mama want a PlayStation for Christmas. Mom responds, I'll play your station. Go clean your room. <laughs> you understand that, right? right? <laughs> but, but if that were given to someone else, they might read it, but it's not like, like the way that you laughed. You understand that on a deep level. Yeah. They might parrot the words back, but they don't, they don't get that because they mama never said that to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a totally different dynamic as far as um, attitude and the intent behind the words. So right. someone else is actually reading it and they said or done, then you're going to get something totally different. So I definitely did. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and that's fun. <laughs> I'll play your station. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally something I could hear my mama say, and that's why I laugh. Like in my head, like she probably said that to my brothers at some point in time back in the day. <laughs> yep. And this and listen that that um that uh grammatical device works with almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> it does, and so we know you do the photography. So tell us. You know what else you do? Like I know you do the stock photos and you do the photography, the uh, the boudoir photography. But what else do you do? Tell us, you know, a little more about uh, some of your ventures because I know uh, there's a lot more to you. You just said you do record audio books, which is I think, which I think is really dope. I would love to get into uh, recording uh, books for people because a lot of people are putting out books and I'm and right. I'm one of the people that is uh, really helping to help people to uh, write and self-publish their books so I'm excited for that and then just to hear you say you do the audiobook part I'm like oh my god that's really dope I didn't know that so yeah you well you're a podcaster so you're right next door you got all the gear right you have a voice <laughs> you know how to do that so yeah you you are you are my next door neighbor right. so so like I said the through line and and my I guess my approach to all of my work is is making sure that black people are represented accurately and properly. So I do that in the daytime, as it were, 
you know, with my photography and my stock imagery. And I am leaning into creating more adult content so that I do the same thing at night, quote unquote. Okay. You know, so I'm getting there, you know, as far as uh, creating it. But like I one thing and I know people like, you know, especially it's like, like I say, I'm a church boy. No question. Mm-hmm. You know, when God told Adam and Eve to multiply the earth, he was specifically talking about sex. So if sex is God's idea, that's something that we shouldn't run away or hide away from Mm -hmm. as Christians, you know, which is what I am. So I want to create content that reflects black people accurately, because, I mean, if you've ever looked and you know, nobody wants to admit it. But if you've ever looked on some of these sites at the content about black people, it's it's degrading it's as degrading a matter of fact as hell. it is degrading as listen hell. that this is, is the really watch it that much that's why right that is the last place where racism is okay you know where you actually have these these really um ridiculous stereotypes about black people that are used as a part of the pornography you know what i mean so like that's something that i want to be a part of changing that too like hold on you know there are black people that enjoy adult content they shouldn't have to dig through the trash to find something that is not overtly insulting you know what i mean same thing even they're not black people but like you say my my two spaces are black people and plus size women you know and plus size women is another place where it's really degrading you know and they they find ways to they fetishize it and Ridiculize, if I can make that a word, mm-hmm. um, plus size women <laughs> in the same space, and I unnecessary. You know, it so, really is. Yeah. I think when it comes down to uh, the adult entertainment, um, they don't realize that adult entertainment without it being degraded. Um, adult entertainment doesn't have to be. Could be two people making love like although that might not right some people but just being able to see two people making love would be a great thing because we see enough of people being degraded or um downplayed or beaten or abused and things like that on tv regularly so right what what the only difference between regular tv and the adult industry is the fine line of nudity (laughs) so for the most part yeah yeah. that's pretty much it and so even when it comes down to watching um shows on tv nowadays you don't even really get to enjoy the show without seeing some type of uh, interaction between people that becomes somewhat degrading or insulting to an extent you know because there's always the the big black woman that's waving a finger and has the attitude you know it's always the big black woman that has the attitude <laughs> right or, or you know there's undertones of things when you watch shows as well like there's always um and not to get into the whole racial thing but uh there are the undertones where there's the light skin friend and the dark skin friend or the the skinny friend and the fat friend and then there's always right. the undertones of 
what's normally played out or what they think the norm is between those friends or between that that relationship with those people. So it's always just questionable to me, especially when it comes to the adult industry. And I'm not gonna lie, like I recently tried to payment and I just could not. I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand it anymore. Like when I was younger, I would watch, you know, a few clips here and there, but now I just cannot get into adult entertainment at all in any shape, form, or fashion simply because the titles in themselves. <laughs> the titles. That's true. That's true. I, I'll tell you this. And what kind of changed my perspective? So, I mean, you know, as a young man, of course, I looked at a lot, you know, and just I didn't think about it. I just looked at it and I enjoyed it. And that was that, you know. But I think as I got older and one getting into a space where I am working with women in a sexy place, but I'm staying neutral and respectful. I think I kind of got to see that differently. Right. And it's it's always funny talking to like my other guy friends like, bruh. Hi you. <laughs> it's like it's work. It's not even that, you know. And I came across this um now I'm a caller of filmmaker because that is exactly what she okay. is, right? And you you can check it out and you can look when you when you're done. Um her name is Erica Lust and she doesn't make pornography so much as adult short films. Okay. And when I say short films like beautifully lit, the camera work is solid like her work is on par with anything you've seen on TV or on the on the, on the big okay. screen. It's just it's it's unapologetically adult content. It's sex, it's pornography, but it's really well done. And I'm like, why can't we do that? Like, I, I would even say some of the. Did you watch um, Insecure? Yes. Just the lighting. And just their approach to that, you know, to a lot of the the sex scenes and stuff. Yeah. Really, like for us, that's a step up in terms of what's how we're normally depicted and how that stuff is normally done. Yeah. You know, and like that's the space that I want to be in, where you know you can see because normally you want to see. I mean, you you know, everybody has their their things that they like, but at some point you probably do want to see something that looks like you. Or something that you could or would yeah. do. So as black people, we want to see, well, okay. I mean, there's a lot of holes, there's a lot of stuff out there, but what looks like me, where I can put myself into that space, which you know, a lot of people do that with pornography. So you want to say, okay, where am I in this? Yeah. And and for for a lot of us, we can't find us, you know, and I think we can find us in a way that could be respectful, you know, and empowering. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Um, I think, you know, based off what you said, as far as like from the Christian aspect, uh, I think one of the things that they don't really do is teach that sex is empowering. Um, it's God's idea. And yeah. that, that that's not my quote. That's Michael Todd don't. said that. And that I was blown away when he said that, like, well, well, yeah. Why are we hiding it and acting like, oh, no, it's, it's hush, hush, it's quiet, it's dirty. We can't talk about it. Well, who made it? Yeah. Like, it's empowering. But also, it's empowering to know that your body is capable of those things. But also yeah. to know that 
you deserve someone that is going to care and love for you in a way that God loves you. You know what I'm saying? And so looking at it from that aspect, it doesn't come off as taboo or dirty or anything like that. Like you can literally uh, have that conversation with your, with your younger, with your younger generation of people that are coming up and let them know that this is, this can be beautiful. This can be wonderful. This can be a loving experience. This can be an experience that um, in the long run you'll appreciate your body. You'll appreciate their body. And you'll be able to show that appreciation to one another. You know what I'm saying? Instead of making it like, oh my God, no, we're not going to talk about it. But even if you aren't talking to them about it, they're talking to their friends about it. They're seeing it on TV. And so because you lack the... And they're getting bad. And they're seeing bad pornography. Yeah. They're getting bad pornography that's giving them a bad idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, and they're getting bad information. I just know when I was coming up and that was the thing. My friends were having sex and talking about sex and talking about all these wonderful things and talking about the way they experience sex. And when I finally experienced it, I was like, oh. Right. That, this what y'all was talking about? I could have waited for this. <laughs> right, and you didn't know, right. And, this, you know? and nobody talked to you and explained. Because <laughs> right. I'm a big fan, just even, like, I've been pushing to, to really be, like, I always let people know, you know, in terms of church and, like, uh, marriage ministries. I'm like, I'll talk about sex. Because I'm not gonna cut corners and and you know, you know, try to you know hint at things. No, let's talk about specific things. Let's talk about where things are. Let's get a map. You push this. This happens. It's like anything else. Like you know, like when you uh, they don't do driver's aid anymore. But when they did driver's aid, they told you what every button and every function of the car. So you know when you push this, this happens. You got people who are miserable. In relationships, just because people don't know where things are, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they they've never pushed a button or never done anything, and, and not only did they not do it, they didn't know they had to or that they could. Yeah, you know, I, I I look at sex like and the way that most people approach sex. It's like you got a car in a garage, and you tell your kid, "We're not going to talk about the car in the garage." You don't go in the, in the garage and look at the car. Nothing. You don't look at magazines with cars. You ride when we walk. We ain't riding nowhere. <laughs> you have nothing to do with the car. But then when the kid turns 18, you give him the keys and say, I need you to drive me to California. What? And that's our approach because, you know, even in church, there's, there's no talk about marriage. But then your marriage night, they were like, knock it out the park, Doc. Doc, how am I knock it out the park? I don't even know what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and then... Um, like you said, there are so many people out here unsatisfied in relationships and in marriages simply because of that. Because no one talked to them. No one gave that, uh, had that conversation with them. And then when they finally did uh, have sex, it became, oh, okay, well, I'm going to just do what I think is right or what I think right. is supposed to happen. And, um, you don't do that with anything else. Everything else, you educate yourself before you do it. You you understand the concept, and then you do your best. But at least you have an understanding. Yeah. You know? um, and then when it comes down to just sex in general, as far as um, 
the knowledge that's out there or the information that's available to us. A lot of us choose not to pay attention to that information as well. There are so many contradictory situations where you can tell people do not read. Um, There's so many things I see on social media constantly. Like uh, one one of the posts that kind of of sticks out to me was that there was a guy saying that it's gay for a man to wash his butt. Right. I've I've heard, I I think I've heard that recently that, that right. And a lot of guys are in dire straits in terms of that because they're just not. And I'm like, um, sorry. So it's gay for you to wash your own Uh, body, like your own body. Like it's not like you're yeah. out here, it's not like you're out here washing somebody else's butthole, but you're right. washing your own butthole and it, it's gay. Like how is that? Like it's ridiculous. And the world has become so homophobic that everything outside of anything that you know that's done between a man and a woman, or even some things that are done even between, some things yeah, done between a man and a woman. Yep. That are done between a man and a woman are considered gay. And I'm like, I don't understand this. How? There's no right. There's there's a man and a woman. How can anything possibly be gay? <laughs> and it's, and it's, uh, to me it's always I roll it. Like my eyes roll so hard um a lot of times simply because it's like, are you serious? Like, are we, are we really this ignorant? And then the flock of people that agree. <laughs> it's yeah. like, are we serious? Like, are we seriously agreeing to something of this nature that's not even true? That's not even like plausible. Like, do you understand how unsanitary that is? That you uh, not to wash your own behind. And you don't like, itch. You right? ain't itching, bro. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're probably somebody who barely wipes it because you think it's dead. Oh, come on. And then you're probably one of the first type of men who wants a woman to perform sex, oral sex on you. Sir, right. No. Right. Right. No sir. no sir. No thank you. No way. No how. See you. Okay? No. Yeah. And and then it's there are women who agree to some of these things. And I and I question them as women. Like, are you not aware of the infections and and and, and all of those kind of things that take place when your partner isn't clean when your partner isn't sanitary so right right because they're putting something dirty (laughs) inside of you that's true that's true um you know i can go on and on about the things i've seen on facebook when it comes down to intercourse and things but some of the same people who swear those things are unnecessary don't even understand the importance of washing your hands or your mouth before engaging Mm. in those kind of things with your partner right those, right. That that's not just self care. That's the care for your partner as well. So yeah, you know, if a person isn't willing to go wash their hands in their mouth before performing anything on you sexually, then they don't really care for you. Um, right. And a lot of people are afraid to stop someone and say, "Hey, I need you to go do that for me because I need my body to be 
safe yeah safe <laughs> and i need my yeah. to be on point i need my ph to be on point you know and so it, it's just craziness that how far gone a lot of us are without recognizing how far gone we really are but uh, we could talk about that another day. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, like I like I say, my I am so passionate about just making sure that black people, you know, have good information and positive information and positive imagery about themselves when the sun is up and when the sun is down. You know? Yeah. It, it's necessary, uh, because there are so many ways for us to get off of track and so many ways for us to um so many ways for us to not have the right information and, and and again those that we we live in a time where information is plentiful but not all of it is truthful no so. it's not it's, <laughs> I, I feel bad like I don't want to be rude but pretty much anybody in my life who's like over 60 if they send me a video on Facebook I really I normally don't look because it's like it's normally false. It's normally, especially like with this whole coronavirus thing going on, that like they will embrace something that some rando sent to them on Facebook, mm-hmm. but reject information from the World Health Organization, the CDC. That's disregarded. Look at what this lady sent me this video. <laughs> like, uh, it's so much bad information out there. And, and people can't tell. Matter of fact, I, I think... A, forget just bad information sometimes there's satirical information like it's purposely false because they think it's funny and you know i understand satire but a lot of my my you know my older older people in my life don't Mm -hmm. so they'll repost things and i gotta tell them hey this is not true not 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 that i disagree with it if you go to this person's site they'll tell you it's basically just kidding I just said this because it's, I just wanted to be ridiculous. You know what I mean? But they don't get that subtlety and there's so much out there and people don't get what's, what's hard now is you're responsible for your own research. Yeah. You can't just say, well, I heard, you know, and I think people think that they, they confuse Facebook for news or for um, like, you know, a dictionary or an encyclopedia. And now uh, you, when you, I tell people the crazier it sounds, you better go look. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's only on one site, it's probably not true that that George W. Bush got into a fight with Samuel L. Jackson and beat him <laughs> up. Like, if you see that, but you don't see it on like CNN, it's probably not true. Right. You know. Yeah, and just outside of that um, somebody gonna go searching for that when they when this podcast <laughs> drop out but anyway go ahead <laughs> what i heard that i didn't hear that just w bush got hands what <laughs> uncle sam was out here fighting somebody oh man you know um i i just really think um what you're doing is great as far as being able to uh give black people uh, a way to see us in a different light uh, when it comes to you know TV shows and things like that even some of the things that are written by us are are just like cringeworthy um, 
when it's even when it comes down to the the reality shows which aren't reality yeah now that that yeah that now we'll tell you yeah that's a lot of that is foolishness yeah i i've come to a new understanding of um a lot of the movies black movies that came out in the 90s so the so-called gangster movies like uh minister society and stuff like that i think there was a point where we felt like that's that's bad and we shouldn't look at that because it makes us look bad and i no longer believe that Mm -hmm. because when you watch mob movies you can watch all the seasons of sopranos and never walk away feeling like man you know they really misrepresented italians Mm -mm. it's just good tv minister society is an amazing film and i don't have to feel like it's a representation of me in my life yeah or it's just a fictional story. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's just a good movie okay. because we don't mind anybody else being depicted that way. And I'm, I'm, I, I would rather a good story than trying to shoehorn positive messages of blacks and everything. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? like? Yo, we could be a villain too. Yeah. And and great. I I love that. Matter of fact, I think that was my favorite thing about Black Panther, the fact that so. Now, we're not going to go too far into this, but I am a comic book aficionado, okay. right? So, so when when they when they introduce who the they introduce who the villain was for Black Panther in the second Avengers movie, I was like, okay, okay, I see that he's going to be in Black Panther. I knew that already. When they showed up, the white guy, not not Killmonger, mm-hmm. um, Claw. When Killmonger killed Claw, I was like. We don't even need white villains. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> the hero is black and the villain is black. And I loved that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yes, this is our world, our life. So let's do what we do and we don't need anyone else to do it. You know, and I I, I just love that concept. And we I think we can make great art without trying so hard to um include everybody. Uh, yeah, or, or avoid stereotypes. Yeah. Like I, I even love the fact that um the, the Jabari tribe was in Black Panther. They're gorillas. We're like, we don't care if y'all call us apes and gorillas. Apes and gorillas are in Africa. It makes sense that they will connect, you know, with that in terms of people who love the earth and respect nature. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's like black people who like, well, I don't want to eat watermelon. Do you like watermelon? Then eat, eat it. it. <laughs> right. right. If you like fried chicken, eat it. You think that all this fried chicken that's being sold in the United States that it's just black people eating it? Right. Stop it. And Stop it. And and just to kind of be a little hilarious, when I first saw Black Panther, and I was like, um, but where the fat girls at? <laughs> And I was like, uh, uh, yeah. um, so we don't make it to Wakanda or what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I only got one chunky chick and she was like 80. Like, uh, right. did it make it to Wakanda or what? So, you know, that was my whole look. I actually did a video, uh-huh. I actually did a video yeah. on Facebook when I first saw black panther and that was my little rant like so were we not i mean did we not make it to wakanda because you know big girls can fight too you know we can fight we might not be able to run as fast but we can fight you know <laughs> listen i know i am slow as dirt i know a lot of fat people that can outrun me right. any day <laughs> so 
Matter of fact, that's I always tell people I have to fight because if I run, I'm gonna waste energy and not get away. Not get away. So if it's time to fight, ain't no running, ain't no running. Let's fight because I ain't, I ain't spending energy trying to run slow yeah. as I am. No. And, and then I thought that was just funny, you know. And so after after I saw Black Panther, like I still appreciated the overall movie in itself for what it was, but I just thought that was funny. And since we're talking, uh huh. <laughs> Since we're talking about Indeed. representation, I thought that was one of the things that um, that was funny to me when I saw the movie. I think the the one lady that was there, she was the one tending to the garden or something. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. after that, I just thought it was funny. But when when it comes down to um, you and your photos and your your audio books. What else do you do? Like, I know there's a, a plethora of talents and gifts over there. So, no, that's 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 the majority of it. I mean, I, I'm a father. You know, I have uh, five children. So it's you know we're definitely you know we're doing school at home, yeah. right? You know, which actually I'm we actually did homeschool for about um, about six months to a year mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and that's always where my heart is to do homeschool anyway. So I'm not one of them parents that's like. Oh my gosh, this is awful. They need to get these kids up out of here. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, I'm good with that. I uh, I actually um want to uh what am I saying? Yeah, I there's work that I want to do at home that's difficult for me to do because my kids are home. But I don't have a problem with them being here. Yeah. You know, so yeah, my, my wife and I are we just celebrated uh our fourteenth uh, anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Hey, we need to do over though, because we couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> we couldn't go nowhere, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So being yes. at home and being a father of five girls, right? No, four girls and a boy. Four girls and a boy, okay. Four girls and a boy. Oh, bless your heart. Because it's only two men in the household. Bless your heart. <laughs> right, I told you. Remember, remember before we before we called, I told you because right. my wife does the hair. So since she does it, I shampoo and wash it, shampoo, condition it, and dry it. Okay. You know. Okay. Teamwork. 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 Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, and especially if you got girls with long hair, bless your heart. Uh, That's a lot for her. Yeah, she has a lot of hair to do. We got one. One of them has locks, so that does make it a little bit easier. Okay. Cause I know I was a I was a handful by myself because my hair was down my back when I was a little girl and so uh, full thick hair down my back and I hated getting it washed and combed and my fussing and fighting yeah I think my mom hated to do it just as much as I hated it getting it done and then as I got older the responsibility shifted to my sister and that was really a fight because. My sister and I were like cats and dogs when we were younger, and when it came to doing my hair, it was like, sis, listen. <laughs> right. You don't have to fight because you're not finna comb my hair. So I uh, send my kudos to you and wifey for attending to three heads because uh, <laughs> um, that is not a joke. So, um, so tell the people how to kind of connect with you and get in touch with you to be a part of you know your photo shoots or even to uh, take use of your uh, photo stock photos. Okay, indeed. So and, and a couple things to consider, right? So looking at where we are and where the world is right now, you know, in terms of coronavirus, a lot of us are at home. So um, a lot of models are like, man. 
you know, I can't get out and do more shoots to put out more content. And that is difficult. Um, what I've been offering, uh, if you're a model or if you're an agency, right, and you have a stable of models and you normally put out tons of content and you find yourself at a standstill, if you have unedited content and that's photo or video, you can send that to me. We can edit it. And basically you would have old content. It's old to you, but it'd be new to everyone else because it was never seen because it hasn't been edited. Okay. You know, so yeah, I handled that through a sharp photo. Oh. So yep. Yeah, you can email me at um, curator at a sharp So that's curator at a sharp If you have content that you're like, man, I, I got to get this content out there, but it's unedited. And that's not what I do. You know, I do retouching, you know, so um, also if you are a creator, so let's say you you do photography or you create um, you draw or anything like that. I am looking for contributors to grow this collection at Umbrella Stock so that people can have access to um, great images of black people in black life without having to dig so hard and dig everywhere else. So if you go to umbrellastock.com slash vendor dash sign up dash form, then you can sign up there and then we'll get you set up so that you can start contributing content. Here's the great thing about it. So most sites like um, Shutterstock, Shutterstock will pay you generally about 25 cents for an image. Now there's a variance, you know, because depending on what uh what type of image people buy you may get paid more but the majority of the images you get paid for are about between 25 and 50 cents per image oh, wow. i'm not doing that yeah i mean and it's cool because it's passive income i'm mm-hmm. a big believer in passive income right any money you can make while you're sleeping is great money right but still it's only so much mm-hmm. with umbrella stock i pay contributors 60 percent of whatever sells so I'm not giving you a tiny portion. You know, you're adding to the library. If it sells because I don't have the same amount of same overhead in the same way that Shutterstock does, I can give you 60%, you know, so that's great. So you drive traffic, you know, you know, you put your collection on it. You say, hey, go over here, get my stuff, you know, and that way you start getting money that you did something once and then you continue to get paid for it. Right. So, yeah. So and if you have questions, you can email me at creator at umbrellastock.com so yeah and then i mean if, if you do if you are an author um i think it's it's wise to not leave money on the table and you know having an audiobook is a different stream to be honest me i'm a reader but because i got kids and i'm so busy the only books that i sit down physical books to read are comic books um i try to knock out a book or two a month and it's an audiobook so like I'm not even just saying oh yeah audio no I'm one of those people if I'm driving in a car I'm reading an audiobook in the shower I take my little bluetooth speaker and put it on the shelf and listen to it while I take a shower yeah you know what I mean <laughs> so my wife and I do it so if you need a male voice or a female voice or both you know you can email us at voices at ghostreaders.com so super yeah. super dopeness um, I truly appreciate you for giving us, you know, your time and the information and giving us 
your gifts, giving the world your gifts, because there's so many people who could choose not to give the world the gifts that they were blessed um, to bring to the world. Uh, a lot of people bring, a lot of people are blessed with gifts, but choose not to use them or don't know the power that they have by using those gifts. So definitely thank you for uh, using your gifts, sharing them with thank the world. You. And um, being willing to share them with me, <laughs> you know. Um, Absolutely, I'm honored. And being here talking to me about everything that you do. Uh, my goal is to always help the next person to reach a bigger, broader audience. So I'm hopeful that uh, once we drop this episode that you'll be able to kind of see an influx of people coming your way with uh, content to go on the site, uh, ways for you to read their audio books or even to take photos of them because um, I'm and I'm in South Florida but I travel okay I was gonna say I'm definitely gonna make my way to Florida soon I plan to try to come to Florida in September just depending on how all of this is going on right now right so that would um, be cool yeah depending on how all this is going I plan to be in Florida in the beginning of September but I would love to connect, uh, do a shoot. Uh, Come on, let's get some body paint on you. That's that's yeah. one thing I, I, I love. Have you seen the stuff I do with the metallic body paint? No, not recently. Let, I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, I gotta. Yeah, I haven't. I I've done it with smaller women. I I'm dying to do that with a plus size hey, woman because I've not seen that. It. I am here. Yeah. For it. Um, I am a woman that will that is willing to kind of go and push the envelope when it comes to what I do as far as photo shoots Um, I can do subtle I can do business I can do creative um, and and that's what I love to do. But as far as like pushing the envelope, let's go. I'm 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 willing. <laughs> let's do it. You know, uh, I, I'm sure the fans would love to see it. So I definitely we definitely would love to do it. You gotta give the people what they want. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> people people have uh, requested certain images of. Uh, me or sent me like I think you would look dope doing this. I think you would look dope taking a, doing a photo shoot like this. And I'm like, okay. let's talk about it. Let's make it happen. You know, some things aren't my aren't my steez, but yeah. you know, if it's tastefully artistically done, then of course I'll do it. You know, um, because in all things, you still want to have. Uh, a level of respect for yourself as well as those that you service with your business. Um, so I'm open and ready to push the envelope. So definitely some metallic body paint. I am here for it. Okay. Indeed. Um, <laughs> um, and can you give the people like how to follow you on social media and things like that as well before we get out of here? Yes. So um, for for my photography, it's at A Sharp Photo everywhere. Um, for uh, umbrella stock, it's when you know how it goes when you when you come up with something. It's not everywhere, but mm-hmm. if you if you go to umbrellastock.com, um, you can go to the site and then you can follow all of my stuff there. Okay. Um, on Instagram, it's um, umbrella stock images. Okay. And Twitter, it's mm-hmm. you stock images. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, yeah, still working on the um the audiobook stuff as far as the um social media stuff, but you can see um if you go to uh ghostreaders.com, you know, you'll see it's under construction. But yeah, we're getting there. And um as far as the adult content, 
that is a work in progress. Um, I do have a name. Um, it's Moxie Visions. I'm telling you so that at least you know what to look for. And that's something I plan to build out this year for sure. Okay. Um, and then let me know because I know a few people that are in the adult entertainment industry. And awesome. Your way. Um, when you're ready to get that up and in motion, I know quite a few people that are in the adult industry, whether it's dancing, whether it's videos or anything like that. I know quite a few um, people that are in that industry. So I'm pretty sure that they would love to have some imagery that is uh, tastefully done or that represents them in a not so degrading light. <laughs> and if, if anybody who's in you know the adult industry now you know, with this whole situation, if you have content that's not processed, you know, and you want to, you know, get some stuff, some stuff out to your OnlyFans or your Patreon or what have you, that's something we can talk about. So again, you can email me at creator, um, curator at asharpphoto.biz and we can at least get your content up to the level where you feel comfortable, you know, getting it out to your subscribers. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you again, Michelle, for coming on talking with us, Thank you, Leo. us your dopeness. and then I will be chatting with you sooner than later and um, we'll get together on some ideas for a shoot for September yay this is amazing I enjoyed doing what I do on the Fat Girl Chronicles hey appreciate you have a good one love you too take care right, bye bye bye